guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hello, Oxford Holy Club, and welcome to episode 119, which is entitled... Let's see, episode 119 entitled Dialect, Speechcraft, and Words. My notes were scrolled all the way down to the bottom, sorry. It's for it's my first time podcasting. <laughs> oh, good grief. Well, welcome to the show, and as you can see, it is just two of the three tonight. Um, Andrew sent a message kind of at the last minute. He's got a kid in crisis. Everything is fine. It's a crisis about... Not, like a, not an actual crisis, just a... Uh, Having a bad day crisis. That depends on your perspective, I suppose. If you are, <laughs> if you're the kid, it's a crisis. Uh, Fair enough. Something about daycare and not wanting to go, wants to stay with the parents. I mean, Andrew and Tiffany are fantastic parents. So if I was their kid, of course I would. I guess it go. sounds like they're too good of parents too to have good. this problem. Here's listen, new parents out there. Here's the tip. Here's the tip. About a month before school goes back in, you start making yourself a worse parent. So they're kind of excited to get out the door. <laughs> really you know I mean? lower you know, that bar. Bring it on down a few notches. Not all the way. Not enough so social services get called. But just, you know, <laughs> dial it down about 50%. Uh, I fe- we found out today our new neighbors are police officers. Uh, or the gentleman is a police <laughs> officer right beside us. And so I'm, I'm, yeah. in, I'm in the yard and I'm talking with him and, and his wife and very nice people. And she says what she does and he says what he does. And I take a quick look at my SUV to make sure everything is up to snuff. <laughs> and then he goes, no, 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 you're good. We're neighbors now. <laughs> I'm like, that's all it took. That's, That's all, all I've needed. Uh, so Gloria Horning, welcome. Nice to see you, Gloria. And my mother is here. Hey, mom. Gloria says the Blue Jays are playing. Is that really why Andrew's not here? I think conspiracy much. Uh, I'm not sure if Andrew's a big, big baseball person. He loves the Jays. Loves the Jays. Well, anyway, um, so welcome to episode 119. And for anything and everything Oxford Holy Club that you would like to find out, uh, please head on over to our website, OxfordHolyClub.com. From there, you can browse merch. You can uh, see a little bit of bios on us. You can find us on all the social medias uh, that we're on if you'd like to follow us there. And you know what? If you could uh, like the stream and like this, what we're doing right now, there's a little like button if you're watching on Facebook. If you click that, that's like a big old hug for us. In these COVID mm-hmm. times when we can't physically actually hug each other, why don't thank you for sharing the stream, uh, Joanne? In these COVID times, I was on something here. If you could just reach out your digital hands and click that like button, that would make us feel really good. Uh, and in these digital times with COVID, uh, when we can't go out and share the good news, we can't go door to door like we used to with the podcast and tell people, hey, I'm on a podcast. And we, we used to all the time, right? We, that, was, that was so our MO. If you could yeah. help us to digitally do that, it's called sharing. It's a button, click share, and don't create a watch party or what I like to call barbering it. Uh, don't barber the thing. <laughs> what I'd like you to do is click the share button. Thanks, Kelsey, for that like. Uh, we're feeling the love out there. Uh, if you could click share, all it does is put this podcast on your timeline, but it doesn't force anybody to watch. Kelsey, you're killing it tonight. She's liked and shared. Thank you so much. Um, if you could do that, that would just be great because it would help other people get to know a little bit of the podcast if they so choose to watch. Uh, let's see. Lucas, it appears that you're editing Andrew's part of the notes in our show notes for tonight. Anyway, so if yeah. you could click like and share, I've belabored the point. That'd be fantastic. It would really help us to grow the podcast. Now, uh, it's hard to believe a week has gone by, Lucas, and why don't we take a little time and catch up on the events of the week? And if I'm not mistaken, there was a birthday to have been had. There was a birthday, yes. Uh, you know, back in the year of our Lord, uh, 1983. Wait, wait. Uh, yes, oh, okay. a, a child was born. His name was Lucas. <laughs> un, un, uh, unto, what are your parents' names again? Uh, Peter. And, <laughs> unto Peter and Janice, a child was born. Unto Peter and Janice, a child was born, and they shall call him Lucas. <laughs> Lucas, which means water bucket, uh, as we talked about in a previous we podcast. Have. But. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, first child, I remain, I managed to, I'm not the only child, but I did manage to stay the favorite. That's always a a plus. Good job. Um, So yes, it was a birthday. We had a great weekend. We had kind of a fun time out with some friends. We went and, um, 
I ate some supper Hold and on. shot some pool. What? I checked with Andrew on this and uh, you said you went out with friends, but I wasn't there. And Andrew said <laughs> he wasn't there. So we're curious on this whole friends thing. Friends hey, thing. Hey, Mandy, yes. thanks for sharing the stream. Uh, it's some, some local friends, some zip code friends. I mean, they're more than just zip code friends, but they're also zip code friends. Wow. Uh, hey, if you're watching zip code so- <laughs> friends, you just got put in your place. If you, if you ever wondered where you ranked in the candies ranking of friends, there it is. What comes, but, what, uh, what comes after zip code friends? I don't know. Uh, provincial, then Merit, then, then bubble, then bubble buddies. No. That's the Maritimes. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, then friends of the world, above, citizens of the world. Above zip code. What's above zip code friends? And by the way, I think it's postal code. We are in Canada. Yeah, that's true. Uh, lane, uh, friends of the street. That, but that doesn't sound great. <laughs> no. Doesn't sound great. Uh, but I was thinking of, uh, you know, Matt Barber because apparently his little cul-de-sac, they're all like best buddies. Like they, they do like Thanksgiving together. And I mean, it's, I'm, I'm jealous is what I am. I, I mock it, but I'm also jealous of that. But also like, I don't really have the time for that. So I'm kind of actually kind of glad that's not the case for me. What a roller coaster. Uh, so yeah, so, so, so birthday, you, you 37. Birthday, 37 birthdays uh, went great. It was fun. It was my annual uh, opportunity to go shoot pool. I get to, I get to use, I am the decider. So we went and shot pool and that was great. Uh, then had the family up and got to see all the cousins and not my cousins, but my, my nieces and nephews, the kid cousins. Though, your um, cousins aren't in the zip code friend category. So <laughs> no. We don't see that. So, so that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But so, and we went apple picking and you know, all that stuff. It Ugh. was funny because we go, it's funny. I like apple picking, although Mandy, are you I go, watching? You can go with Lucas. I, I'm utilitarian about it. I go to get my, like, you know, two bags of apples or whatever, which takes like five minutes to pick normally. Uh, and then we go out the place we go to Everett's is like beautiful view. And it's like, basically most of our Christmas cards are created at the Everett's uh, farm picking trip, yep. which is great, which is why I'm pretty sure most people are there. Most people are carrying more weight in like photography equipment than they are in actual apples. Um, so anyway, we go there and Melissa, <laughs> we go to the, the entry spot where they talk about what kind of stuff they have. And then like, well, Melissa's like, well, what about ginger gold? Like, do they have ginger gold? That's like her favorite brand of apple. And, uh, anyway, they're like, well, they're pretty much picked out. There's not really a lot left. Anyway, what, sh- what should have normally been like a five minute procedure, um, to p- pick a couple bags took us like half an hour because all that was left of these tiny little crab apple sized ones at like the top of the tree. So anyway, that was, it was part of the adventure, I guess it stretched out our time. So we went, uh, pick them for that. Also, um, for my birthday weekend, I picked up some new ink and, you know, if I was a cool person, you might think, Oh, you know, Lucas got some tats, you know, no, he's, he's getting is... maybe some sleeves. No, when um, you say picked up ink, you mean literal, you got yourself a new fountain pen. You Oh. No, I have fountain pens, uh, multiple, but I, f- I bought some new ink. Uh, you have an ink called, well? It's like, uh, yes, I do. Actually, it was a, it was a two pack. Uh, one is called Earl Grey and you'll never guess what color it is. Uh, and the, <laughs> the other one, I'm not as big a fan of Earl Grey. I'll be honest. I only inked it up today and it's, it's a little dull. It looks like a, it looks like a crappy black, so I don't love it. But I, the other one was a home run. It's called Oxblood. Uh, and it's, it's, it, it's awesome. It's great. Um, to give you an idea what it looks like, there's a picture of the oxblood color. I'm colorblind, so I might not even be seeing the same color you're seeing. But anyhow. We didn't see much, um, actually. That's <laughs> nah, probably for the best. I, I, you guys don't care. But hold on. Don't 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 speak for the don't speak for the audience or myself. But I, Can, I didn't want to take up. Yes, sir. Well, I, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really not trying to interrupt everything that you're saying. I mean, I am. I, I'm curious, and for those that are watching, I I just feel there's an impulse with our shared heart that we would actually like to see you. If you could, could you do this? Write with. I've never seen anyone write with a fountain pen. Could you write with your fountain pen on air for us? That was um, well. It's kind of like writing with a regular pen. Uh, you know, you just oh, here, I, I'll move the camera. Well, if you get motion sick, this is not going to be pleasant for you. Just Jeff, oh, I know that you don't. You live right. close to him. By now, he's <laughs> gone to your house wait, to wait. show you. Wait, wait. Okay, here we go. I think I got it. Okay, ready? Ready. Okay, ready? Here yeah. we go. Lucas oh. is cool. Oh. By the way, anytime I'm practicing writing of any kind, I always write that. Yeah. That shows you how cool I am. That's the color. Okay. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, 
Let's, Ox blood. Let's. Uh, oh, I was gonna. I was gonna make your video the the main video, but that's fine. <laughs> that's all right. Um, yeah. So I got that, and that's been kind of fun to do. It's been fun to get in this little nerdy hobby of mine, and it's not crazy expensive, so that's also helpful. Um, oh, that's and nice. so here's a question I have. This is my my thing. I, I came into a question. I wasn't sure if I should ask it because during this sharing time, but since Andrew's not here, I'll use up his time to ask my question. So, Brad, uh oh, what is what is the purpose of tipping? What's the purpose of tipping? Well, it's when two people are bored in the evening and they live close to a cow farm. <laughs> no, they go no. At a goods at a at a at a restaurant, what is the purpose of tipping? The I believe that the purpose of tipping, and I'll get corrected if I'm wrong. I'm sure uh, mm -hmm. the the purpose of tipping would be that if someone gives exceptional or you know not even above and beyond, it's just a way of of saying to your waitress or waiter or whatever, I appreciated uh, the service I got, and and so okay. here. Yes, it's it's kind of a tip of the hat to service. Yeah, it's a, it's very okay. much a tip yeah. of the hat. It's it's a gratuity. It's to show your gratitude to them. Yes, um, essentially, just it's an extra tax on the the consumer because they don't want to pay them enough. Like they should be paid more, so you don't have to tip them for just doing their job. But anyway, that's fine. I'm I'm on board with tipping. That's fine. Are you team tip? Are you? What's that? I'm on team tip. Okay, that's right. Um, but here is the here's my here's my quandary. When you go and pick up a pizza, <laughs> oh, do you no. think that deserves to be tipped? Like if you just walk into the thing, you grab the pizza box and you leave. Is that a tipping thing? And maybe people in the comments can say, do you tip? Do you think they should get a tip for that? Like to me, there's no, I mean, they built me the pizza. You know, they did the service I paid for. That's right. But like there was no like interaction, right? Like that's that's the thing I'm no, uh, that, that's the thing I've been kind of wondering. I always do because I don't want to be the cheapskate who doesn't. But like, I, but I always feel like, mm. am I, is this? That's tough. Know? That's tough because, and it depends. I, um, it depends. Subway has changed the way that they receive tips now. Like if if I go to Subway here, if, if, if someone delivered Subway to me, I would tip that person, of course. And you can do it now on your phone. You can add a tip in and all that. If I go right. to Subway and order... Uh, yes, they mm -hmm. put it together for me, but I'm paying. Completing the job you paid them for. Yes, that's right. Yes. But normally I would just want to use my debit or my phone and tap. Well, now right. when you go to Subway, at least you got to go through all you, the extra options. You yeah. tap and then it's like, oh, hit OK. What? Tip. Oh, what? Oh, I, I Hey, COVID. I didn't want to touch this. And <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I like, hey guys, I have a tap phone. I don't have to touch anything. It's like, you're just gonna have to have to hit a couple buttons. They're always like, just gotta. There's a couple questions on there. I'm like, great. Now, it, the nice. hard thing is there are some people that live on tips, right? Like some people, right. they're pay, they're getting minimum wage jobs and they're working their butts off legitimately, and tips are the yeah. only extra that they get, so they count on. <laughs> I thought those. you were gonna say literally, and I'm glad you didn't say literally. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Working their butts off. Right. Not. Yeah. yeah. No. So, oh, not if it's the owner. Hmm. Mm. So that well, so like the pizza place that we went to in Oxford, when I would go in, they'd have a tip jar that was there. They never added it onto your bill. If you felt inclined to tip, then you did. More often than not, yeah. as long as I, like the problem is if I pay with with uh, debit, that takes it out of the transaction or takes it out of the equation. If I had yeah. money, I would always toss it in, uh, just because. Right. And it was because of a relationship and a rapport that I had with with the, yeah. the people from the restaurant, like locally owned, good people. Um, not that other people aren't good and don't deserve tips. <laughs> <laughs> this was the yeah. one niche pizza place where I thought the people were good. <laughs> uh, my opinion is, Lucas, no, it seems that seems weird to me to be tipping. If you walk in to get a pizza and mm -hmm. to me, you've got like make your make, you know, to be able to pay your staff and your supplies and, and all that, like you've got to figure out your prices for things to include that, to pay people yeah. appropriately. And then if we tip, I think tipping should be the above and beyond. Okay. So all, all of that. And like, I, you know, like first like tipping for just picking up, like, ah, eh, whatever. Like I've been on board this whole time until, and I still do tip you even for pickup. Cause I just feel like a cheapskate if I don't. 
Um, and I remember hearing to think about like, you know, don't be the Christian who like doesn't tip and like I hear about waitresses who don't want to work on Sundays because all the cheap Christians come out of their caves for triple coupon Tuesday and don't tip and all that stuff. So I don't want to add to the stereotype. But here's my thing. I go into a pizza place that I don't know if I should name or not. No. But I go in there and they have that like, oh, just a couple questions, you know, for picking up a pizza, for reaching out and grabbing the thing I paid for. And you know how they have like three different levels of tips, like pre-programmed? Yep. The bottom one was 25%. Whoa. Yeah. 25, 30, 35%. And I and I, that made me so annoyed. I was like, you greedy geese. Like that is too much. Oh my word. Like, no, I'm not paying you an extra 25%. That's like freaking credit card charges. Well, <laughs> yeah. seriously. Uh, usually my, my go-to is the tip tax, like to round up on t- whatever taxes. Yeah. That's usually my go-to and, as well. and go there. Sometimes that's 10%. I don't know, you know, but, but yeah, n- uh, that would be frustrating when they, yeah. when, when you're like, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll go above and beyond here and add it in. And then your cheapest option is a quarter of the price of what you just bought. Oh man. I was like, well, that's an easy No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I th- I think it's like you said it is about the person working and a lot of them you know like that's kind of a it's not the easiest thanks, job at times and now see I worked at Tim Hortons so like an, a stellar night like a, just a rock star shift would be 10 bucks in tips right I was working for nickels and dimes here right but so I was excited for that but a lot of these folks make more but that's that's part of the fact of why they picked that job is because they knew the tips would be good. I wonder, so, I really wonder how long tipping is going to continue, especially with contactless payment. Um, cause, yeah. cause now well, like, that's, they, that's why I've seen a lot more places added on to the debit options, which I am not a giant fan of. I'm, I'm not, cause you're looking for the convenience of tap and go. Did you just see, yeah. I just read today that Amazon is putting in two of their store. I didn't even know Amazon had brick and mortar storefronts, but apparently they do. Somewhere seems kind of counterintuitive. It's like McDonald's having a sit-down restaurant. Uh, well, uh, hey, Matthew, Matthew Canhai has liked the stream. Thanks, my man. Um, but they're they're doing something where you can just pay with your palm print. Don't touch anything. It just scans your your palm print and your mark of the beast. Yep, I, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, <laughs> if if I bring this up tonight, someone's gonna say mark of the beast. Uh, could I gotcha. you? Anyway, yeah, no, you're supposed to, uh, you swipe your palm across it and then you bend your forehead into it and (laughs) and then you're off. No, but like you think about that, if the whole thing is about not having to stop and deal with it and if it's about not touching anything, not touching money, any of that, how long will tipping live? And then does that mean that prices for, for things will go up? And I've heard that in some cultures, like tipping's not a thing. Like, no, we just pay our people enough money to live off of or whatever. That and then in nice some too. countries, tipping or some areas, it's even more. Like, I guess in I remember when I worked at a tour as a tour guide in the summers, the French tourists from like Quebec would always try to tip me, like just for doing my job. And I and I couldn't accept it. I was like, oh nope, sorry, I can't accept tips, but thank you so much, you know. Mm-hmm. And I and, they, and I then I someone told me, and this could be totally wrong, that like tipping's like you tip for almost everything there. Which would be interesting. I haven't, uh, I haven't asked people to tip me for teaching or whatever. But uh, <laughs> uh, would you, you prefer should, the ten percent or the twenty or you the should put 30? a tip jar on your desk? <laughs> tip jar. <laughs> if you feel like you learned something today, just drop a drop a toonie. Uh, Although I'll tell you what, elementary teachers, those guys clean up at Christmas time and at the end of school. High school teachers, not so much. Teachers are t- parents are kind of done with teachers by then. Uh, but elementary teachers, yeah, they they need like an extra minivan to carry all their stuff home at the end of the the summer, which is good because they deserve it because they've had to clean up stuff that I do not. My last thought on tipping, not that we need to move on, we could spend the rest of the night on this, is <laughs> uh, my favorite experience thus far with food services has been skip the dishes. And I, mm. I ordered, it was, I mean, it's been a month or two now. I ordered uh, this awesome pita from Pita Pit and I went through Skip the Dishes to do it. And I, I paid for everything through them, including the tip for the driver that was bringing it to me. And so mm-hmm. when, and it was, it was phenomenal. I did it all through my phone and then I could see his tracker, the vehicle for when he got to the restaurant all the way to when he got to the church. Um, and, and then all of a sudden there was food left at the door and he was gone. 
He's in the wind. <laughs> so I just opened a door. I just I just press a few buttons on my phone, and then I open a door a few minutes later, and there there is a pita. And I've I've tipped the person that brought it to me. I've paid for the people that have made it, and yeah. and I've got my food. Didn't have to touch any money or talk to anybody. Now that might <laughs> that sounds awful. Now that I say it quite out loud. <laughs> That's but. Skip the dishes is is interesting. I've I I went to sign up one time because they were doing like a free delivery or something, but it doesn't reach out quite as far to me. I'm only like five minutes out of town, but they're like, nope. Oh, so uh, I just got busted for ordering that food. Mandy's in chat. <laughs> you oh, you knew. owe her a trip to the orchards. You knew. Oh, I man, I don't like apple picking. Why? Let's let's dig deeper on this. Tell me about that. So when I was about seven years old. I was no, I don't. I just don't like it. I don't know what it is. It it is it it's it is it's supposed to be something. If you really wanted apples that bad, go to superstore and get them and go home. But it's apple picking is meant to be a, an experience where, like you say, you take your camera and you get all the pictures. Well, I don't enjoy picture taking, so for me, uh. that component of it is there and. And then you you know you bring the kids into the equation who want to climb the trees and 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 then they fight with each other and then they run through the orchard and maybe I just need to be a better parent maybe I need to be like the Andrew and Tiffany but but I'm not that's got its own problems too well, as we see that has its own problems too I, I'm you know I'm Brad and not perfect parent and uh, so I don't know I just don't enjoy apple picking and. If I go and you see pictures on Facebook of it, I want you to know that that is a sacrifice that I'm making for my family. <laughs> Just want to um, set the record straight. I, and here's the thing, too. The apple orchard is like 15 minutes from my house. Like if I had to drive an hour or something, no, no, not going to happen. But it's just because it's super close. That's oh, and it's so and it's, and it's so become a tradition people. at this point. Ugh. Do they have apple orchards on the island? Yeah. I'm sure they do. Yes, but yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's all just potato fields as far as the eye <laughs> can see. Tear. Palm to tear. We go palm to tear picking. It, it, there's you picks. Just don't let the farmer know. So, Brad, how about you? How's your week going? We spent a lot of time on my week and my various problems you mentally know, and whatever. You know what's funny is I cannot think of what I've done this week. I'm, I'm so glad my wife is in chat because, Mandy, is, has there been anything of significance that's taken place this week? Because uh, I it it blows my mind that a week has gone by. I am I am up to my ears in uh, courses right now uh, for ordination, and I'm in a theology course, and I'm in a women's in ministry course, and I'm not a woman. Um, hold, wait, on. Wait. hold on, hold okay. on, unpack that. Let me address it. It was an easy credit, wasn't it? <laughs> do you wear, do you wear a wig for this course for the Zoom class, or no. how does that work? No, no, no. For no. Angelina. Okay. Oh, you know what? That's what's going on. My whole family has been sick. Harmony was sick, sick and like home from school. And then Mandy got sick and was home from school. And so I've just been trying to stay away and it's not been fun. I mean, you try to take care, but you also try to keep your distance. Mandy tried so hard not to get sick. And then she did. It freaked me out a little bit because she was always washing her hand. Lucas, are you still with me, buddy? Oh, Sorry, I was sending your wife a text asking her a question about rate, asking her to rate you as a nurse on a scale from one to ten. Uh, okay, well, not good, not not this week, uh, because because I saw Mandy try so hard not to get sick, and then she got like super sick with the, just just the cold. But I mean, it like it knocked her out. I was like, I'm not going anywhere near any of that. So uh, I keep I, every, I I'll ask if she needs anything and and I'll get her whatever you know and you'll throw it across the room but at her. Generally, just trying to keep my distance and stay healthy. Jaden has stayed healthy and that's been good. Um, what was I gonna say though? Let's see here. Oh, thanks, Mandy. Got a big fat zero. Awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, I would have oh, also received oh, a zero. Okay, yeah. The, the women in ministry course. It it is a course about. Um, about the biblical evidence for why women should be in vocational pastoral ministry. Why, in other, let me just put it in normal English: why women should be senior pastors, and why it is completely biblical that they are. And the arguments that are made against it, there's like three pieces of scripture that people proof text. In other words, they just grab and then say, this is why they shouldn't be in ministry without any kind of context, without understanding what's going on during that time, and without taking right. taking what we would call the whole tenor or the whole, what, what scripture says as a whole, 
uh, without taking that into, into consideration. And so I've actually, my theology course is, my theology course is heavy and it's okay. I'm really enjoying this course about women. Uh, what is it? Let me tell you what it's actually called. Uh, nope, it's not on that. Uh, Foundations of Women's Ordination is what the, the name of the course is. But it, it, what is great about it is that it, it talks directly about, it, it brings things back to Eden and how uh, you look at the language and how man and woman were created to be equal. And uh, it's, it's because of sin that we're in the place that we are right now and why there is, why we're, you know, we've created the system and of, of um, oh, the, ch- the church where there's, you know, there are organizations that would call themselves Christian that just will not let women be in ministry. And yet it is, I mean, God calls women into ministry and anyway. Uh, it's been I've I've really enjoyed it, frankly. The theology course, on the other hand, it it is um, it's just it's Riveting. it's good, but it's it's just heavy. So anyway, uh, I and this week both courses are doing double lessons this week, so my head is just spinning. And then, uh, but you know, between that, people being I won't even play cards with Mandy. She's saying in chat, Mandy and I generally play a game of Phase Ten almost every day. And, uh, and because she's been sick, I haven't wanted to touch the cards. Anyway, uh-oh. Folks, it looks like we've lost Lucas. Lucas? Lucas? Bracton, who are you doing uh, Nazarene History and Polity with? I'd be interested to know. I actually, I got an email today from one of our Nazarene uh, universities that offered me a free class. If I wanted to try a class with them, uh, I could do it for free. Got to take it in October, though. I'm not sure I'm ready for that. Uh, Lucas, you appear to be having some issues, my dude. Nope, can't hear you. Can you hear us? Well, uh, since Lucas is apparently having some technical issues, what I'm going to do is uh, read to you from my yeah. women's in ministry course. <clears throat> yeah, sorry, I was playing around with my my new headphones and I lost. Can you not hear me now? Uh oh. I I can hear you now, but you're choppy and things things really broke bad. To discover what the Bible says about creation and fall, human identity, and the purpose of cre- oh, there you are. Your audio or your video quality uh, is is real bad, my dude. Oh heavens! Andrew, come back to us. Well, the next game, the next thing we were going to do, folks, was called the one-off, and that was going to be me quizzing Lucas on maritime sayings and quizzing you as well to see if you know what they are. Uh, Bracton, you're doing it through NBC. Okay, 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 okay. Very cool. Come, dude, come visit us, Bracton, in Charlottetown. I'm just sitting. I'm just sitting here. Lucas, hold on, folks. We're gonna just get Lucas on the phone, and. You're frozen. Oh, and it's just me now. Okay, folks. Well, welcome to the Brad Show. It's the Oxford Holy Club. And uh, this week on the Oxford Holy... Oh, he's coming back. Never mind. See if we can get him. He's connecting. He's connecting audio. Folks, I'm so glad you've stuck with us through this. You guys, uh, maybe when Mandy's feeling better. I don't blame it. I don't blame you, Bracton. We're back. Yeah, moving on. We are going to get into the one hour. Oh, my soul. That stinger was loud. <laughs> Ow. Oh, the one off. Lucas, whatever you do, don't touch anything. Okay. <laughs> Who swaps headphones in the middle? Of the podcast. Well, I didn't mean swap them like turn do a new one. I just went to switch my left one from my right one, but then I closed my case and I think it disconnected everything. What so, did you? Yeah, I just got. I just picked them up like I got them today, so I'm still not 100 percent with them. What did you get? I got a pair of almost closed the case Don't. when I said it. Uh, <laughs> Anchor Soundcore, whatever they're called, it's just. They were, uh, they were on like a super good sale. So I impulse bought them, which then I talked to my, then I had to talk to my personal finance class because we were talking about impulse buys. And I said, here's a great example. Yesterday I clicked buy now on uh, these things because they were on a good sale. 
So yeah, but so far quite comfortable. Good. Well, Lucas, we're into the one-off now. And what we're going to do is I'm going to quiz you on some maritime sayings. If anybody can do this, my friend, it'll be you. And folks at home, please feel free to play along and and tell me uh, if you know the answer to these. Uh, All right. So the first word, Lucas, maybe what I'll do is copy the word into chat as well. So the first word is sook. S-O-O-K. Sook is like... Oh, don't be such a sook, like, you know, like a little baby. I like, I think a soo- it's almost like a soother, like, you know, that sort of thing. So when I hear sook, that's when I've heard the context I've heard it in is like, don't be such a baby. Yeah, don't be such a sook or stop sooking. It's a paper cut. In other words, <laughs> sulk. Yeah. Apparently sulk with the same number of letters and and all that was too hard. Uh, the next one is the word some. S-O-M-E. Like I'm going to go get some ice cream? I'm afraid not. That would be using it correctly. <laughs> We're talking about maritimisms. Uh, when you when you add two and three together, four, five is the sum? <laughs> no. S-O-M-E. Uh, I don't know that one. Okay. You will when I say this. <clears throat> that car was going some fast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, they use it as a modifier. We use it as a modifier to show exactly how strongly we feel about something. Yeah, Gloria, some good. That's right. All right, the next one is dooryard. Dooryard. That's your front yard. I don't personally use that one, but I have heard that's a thing. You said your front yard, you call it your dooryard as the opposite of your backyard. Okay, okay, okay. Wow, you are doing, well, you're well, two, two for three. Two for three. <laughs> 66%. Buddy. Uh, well, that depends because you can say like, Hey, buddy, how's it going? Like, as in your friend, or you could like, oh, no, it's bud, I guess, when you want to fight somebody. You're like, hey, bud, blah, blah, blah. Hey, buddy. Have you ever used that? What's going on, buddy? What's that? Was was that your threatening voice? (laughs) I'm not very threatening, unfortunately, which is not a great quality in a vice principal. It helps if you're scarier than I am. Well, you can start. Do you use buddy as a a VP? (laughs) Yeah, just look at some little grade four kid and like, hey, buddy, (laughs) you smarten up. Yeah, buddy is basically uh, when you don't know someone's name. Yeah, they just hey, become buddy. they just become buddy. Uh, all right, buddy well, the elf. let's do a couple more. Fussy, F U S S Y. Oh, I thought everybody knew what fussy was. Maybe not. Fussy is like when you're like basically kind of well, obviously a baby's fussy when they're like being cranky or whatever. But also fussy is in like oh, I'm a fussy eater. That's what I would say because you know I don't like ketchup or mustard or relish or any of those weird sauces that get slathered on everything uh, yeah you know what that's fussy um just means you don't like something all right <clears throat> imagine M- um, M-A-G- it's a short version of imagine <laughs> yeah. imagine that uh you dude you're you are you are a true maritimer if you can get if you can get three one two how many we'll go to ten so we're on number we're on number seven all right uh if you can get if you can get the rest of these right, you get to stay in the Maritimes. Good. Uh, bed lunch. Oh, this is one I didn't know until like five or six years ago. It's see, I call it the bedtime snack. It's a short meal or snack you eat before bedtime. But my aunt and uncle use it, and I don't know where they got it from because I don't think it's a native thing of Sussex. But yeah, bed lunch is like your. Well, I called it a bedtime snack growing up. But yeah, bed lunch. Yeah, just a heads up for me. And I grew up with, you had breakfast, uh, breakfast, dinner, supper, lunch was what you had before going to bed. You just called it lunch? That was just called lunch. Really? And when I moved into Brunswick, I caught so much flack and there was so much confusion and so many missed meals because people didn't know <laughs> when I was going to be at places. <laughs> Scoff, S-C-O-F-F. Scoff is like when you don't believe something, like he scoffed at the idea of that women pastors, right? That would be a, there you go. That's a tie back to the one you just talked about. Incorrect. Oh, well, sorry. Technically that is correct, but not what you meant. So, but yes, go ahead. Hey mom, thank you for coming in here and supporting me. That means a lot. That yep means more than you'll ever know. Vindication uh, for the whole uh, breakfast, dinner, 
supper. Oh, I lunch. see. I thought it was a really long definition for scoff, and I'm like, you're losing me here. Where did this go? Uh, so the definition for scoff is, let me just get, I'll use it in a sentence. I'll be ready in a second. Just let me scoff down the rest of this meatloaf. Oh yeah, like wolf or whatever, like wolf it down. I've heard of scarf. Like when I when I was a kid, you'd say scarf it down. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, go on. Uh, if someone's like pulling your leg, like oh go on, or you hear something that's like unbelievable, like go on, no way. Uh, all right, yeah, and let's let me just. <laughs> You'll know that one. Oh, I've never heard this one. Uh, well, let's try that one then for number 10. Hard one. Number 10 is Owly. O-W-L-Y. O-W-L-Y. Owly. So I've never heard this, but just using context clues, I'm going <laughs> to guess it means like stays up late, like a night out. Uh, I'm so sorry, Lucas. That's incorrect. You have <sighs> lost your maritime card. He, uh, he's some owly today. Must have gotten up on the wrong side of the bed. It describes oh, someone so like, angry or irritable. Ah, uh, yes. Well, yeah. owls do seem kind of like the jerk of the bird world. Although all birds kind of seem like jerks, especially seagulls. I will. Uh, we know what you'll do. <laughs> I saw you looking into the camera. Do you think there's a seagull watching right now you need to address? I love that <laughs> yeah, you made no. eye contact as though you were about to talk to... The seagull. <laughs> the seagull community. Hey, um, if, you were, if you were to say something to the seagull community right now, why don't you stare straight into that camera, <laughs> use that threatening voice, and start with, hey, buddy. Hey, hey, buddy. Stop <laughs> flapping around eating all my french fries. If you come close to me, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> you, got, you. You punched. You, you punched. That's right. Ah, uh, shoot, man. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Do you know what you're ready for? Yeah, sorry, I, I, I got scared and I clicked the iPad one too many times and it shut everything down. All right, so next up, we're going from bird scoldings directly into the smorp. Uh, not the best of transitions, but here we are. Uh, so just a reminder that smorp uh, stands for scripture, message, obedience, repentance, and prayer. It's just kind of a framework we use to, uh, we pick a scripture out of the Bible, and it's a, it's a framework we use to kind of look at it and analyze it and kind of break down what we're kind of seeing it, saying it, saying to us, really. So uh, I'm going to read Matthew 12, 33 to 37 from the English Standard Version. The tree is known by its fruit. Um, Hold up. Either it, it is. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I thought, never mind. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, because you didn't think I was reading the heading. Yeah. Uh, either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good person out of his good treasure brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. Uh Uh-oh. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. So, Scripture, what words, phrases, or observations from this passage stand out to you? What does the Scripture tell me and you about the nature of the work of God? Write them down. So, what pops off the screen at you, Brad? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I have a screen over here. That's why I'm looking this way. Um, Something that jumped out at me was uh, give an account there was a little phrase in there was given account. And the other thing that jumped out at me uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yep. The, the, heard, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I heard a thing one time that said, you know, um, we're kind of like a glass and whenever someone bumps us, whatever comes out of us was already in you know, whatever's inside us spills out sort of thing. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's it for me. What about you? Was there something that jumped out? Uh, yeah, I mean, this was a good one. I think um, basically any one of these verses we probably could have done a whole smorp on, really. Yep. Um, but I like the whole idea of uh, a good person brings out his good treasures forth, an evil person brings out their, their evil treasures forth. Um, yeah, kind of you bring out what's already inside of you type of idea. It's interesting because treasures... Uh, like if you think of, if I'm in my mind, I think of a treasure chest, 
you know, like a pirate treasure chest. Mm -hmm. And that isn't just automatically full with stuff. You got to be putting things into it for there to be Mm -hmm. this, for it to get to the, at what point does it become treasure? Uh, Right? Because you just put a coin (laughs) in as a treasure now. Well, anyway, let's not argue that, but. (laughs) <laughs> but in my mind, when I read this scripture, I, I could see this treasure chest being, you know, things that are getting put into it. And the good person mm-hmm. out of the good treasure brings forth good and, and the evil out of the evil treasure. So uh, anyway, that was just a thought. I like it. Yeah. Um, message. So what do you sense the Lord is saying to you in this reading? Is there a word of correction, guidance, encouragement, wisdom, or promise? Do you have a question for God? Uh, you toss into to me. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I guess pretty simply, it's what kind of what kind of treasures am I storing up inside? And because when I think of an abundance, it's not just a little bit of something. It abundance means like an overflowing, like you said with that glass jar analogy, like above it's, and it is above and beyond. It is the majority of what's in there. It's not just a little bit. So, you know, if there's a little, and I mean, light and darkness aren't supposed to have any place together, but you know, I think when, when something happens and you react, how is it, what do you say and how do you speak? And, and we're not perfect. So please don't mishear me. I'm not perfect. And, and stuff has come out of my mouth before that shouldn't have. Um, but what is the abundance of my heart and, and is it good? And, it, and if not, what, what is it that I'm gathering up that is evil and putting in that treasure chest? Does that make sense that you're tracking with me? I'm really yeah. on a piratey theme yeah. here. <laughs> well, basically it's, you know, you're, whatever you're building it right out of the life that you live. So like, what are you building it with? Right. Well, that's the, the whole fact to me, that's kind of. And, one of the ideas and there. I, sh- I should have brought a tube of toothpaste because uh, we've <laughs> we've all seen this uh, I'm sure you've seen this uh, what what did, was it we used to call them when churches gathered with people um, object lessons object, uh, lesson. object lessons you would you would get a kid to like squeeze the toothpaste out of a tube and you would say now the, all all the toothpaste that's going out once it's all out I want you to put it all back in and, and mm-hmm. so, you know, they're trying to get this, but you can never put all that toothpaste back in. And, and the point is, is that once you say something, it's out there. And as much as you want to say, I shouldn't have said that, or I'm sorry, like you've said it, those words are out there and they cannot be brought back. Um, and, and so, you know, the other part of me, the other part for me in this is on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. Yeesh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm very thankful that that there is forgiveness, right? Like that that Jesus gives us forgiveness and and can change the heart of stone and flesh and that evil treasure and and can put a heart or yeah, I said heart of stone, right? And can put a heart of flesh in us and 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 all that. But man, like if I was to stop and think back to the things that I've said when I've reacted in anger or when I, mm-hmm. um, you know. It's funny because my kids asked today. They asked both Mandy and I if we ever swore, if we if we ever you know. Oh, what are you doing? Don't do it. It's, it's, no, it's it, this one's just been sitting on here. It's going just going from folks table it, to here. If everything goes squirrely, please, please tell me that when they asked you that question, you said heck no. <laughs> yeah, no. Because that would have been funny. No, we like we were honest with them and we said, well, yeah. Yeah, we have. We're not proud of it. We don't talk like that anymore. But but yes, we did. And the kids are like, because oh! that's the that's the cardinal sin right now for them. Right. But I guess you know the the message that jumps out to me is what treasures are you putting in? What is the abundance of your heart? And it and it needs to be centered on on God. And if in those moments it's you know, you respond a lot in anger and you, you know, you lie or you, you know, the language is just foul and, and all that. It needs to be a, a moment to pause and reflect and go, hey, okay, what am I putting in here? And and that leads into a whole conversation about what we consume. Um, you know, we have Christian liberty. You know, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. And so, you know, the shows that I watch or the music that I listen to or the podcast that I listen to, 
eventually, if all of that is negative, that's what's going to come out. And, yep. and you can see it happen in people that, you know, were upbeat and now they're negative and ah, well, I shouldn't, I don't want to generalize like that. But the other thing that stood out to me is that this is something that is very evident that we can, you can see this, mm-hmm. this isn't something that's hidden. Anyway, what about you? I've rambled. <laughs> um, I, I like the whole idea of you can recognize the root by the fruit. Um, basically the idea that um, someone's outward actions, like the, the, what you see of them in the, how they treat people, how they, how they talk, how they speak, that usually is a pretty good indicator of what's going on inside their heart. Um, now, obviously people can, you know, fake it, but over the long haul, it really will expose like who you are and like where your kind of roots are and your foundations are. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was kind of thinking when it's talking about, you know, the tree, a, a good tree makes good fruit and a bad tree makes bad fruit. Right. And that's the, yeah. that's the way it is. And sometimes you just have to look at that and say, and, and there's, you know, the two ways to look at it. There's the, uh, the whole person, like basically, you know, bad, bad root, bad fruit, that sort of thing. But there's also the idea of different parts of your life, right? Like, okay, this part of me is good and it's producing good fruit. Right. Like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm reading my Bible every day and that's great. And then there's the, yeah, I'm watching these shows and I, I really shouldn't like, it's, it's just, there's nothing really positive in it. And the way a gardener works is if you have a part of your tree, that's not producing fruit, you cut it off because it's still taking nutrients and water and all that stuff and you yep. cut it. And that gives more energy to the good parts. Right. And that's the whole idea of pruning. And that's, and, and, and that's kind of what I was thinking of for that. And then Going back to the whole, um, a good person, uh, the good person out of his good treasures brings forth good. The evil person out of his evil treasures bring forth, brings forth evil. Um, you know, I, I've talked about it before. I teach personal finance in school and, and uh, Dave Ramsey makes a great point. He talk, when he's talking about money, obviously, and he goes, he's, he's like, money is amoral. You know, it's like, it, it's not good or bad. He's like, what makes it good or bad is when it's in the hands of a person. He said, you know, if you, if you give a, an a off, like a, a just super kind and generous person a million dollars, they're going to be even more kind and generous. He goes, if you give a horrible, greedy jerk a million dollars, they're going to be an even bigger, greedier jerk. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just, you come become more of what you are. And that's the whole idea here is, you know, a good person and, and is going to bring forth those kind of good treasures, um, obviously with, you know, the help of uh, the Holy Spirit. But that that's kind of the if you watch a person long enough, you, they could, some people put on a great face, but if you watch them for the long haul, you'll start to see some inconsistencies. And I think we've all known people that you, when you first met them, you thought like, Oh, this person's like a rock star. They're so great. And blah, 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 blah. But then you just start seeing little things. And it's like, and not that any of us are perfect, but you know, right. they, yep. they just kind of, they, the, your spider sense is tingling and you kind of eventually figure out that that's, it's because even though they looked good, there was some real problems like it at their roots mm-hmm. and that was, and that always shows up eventually. Right. Yes, sir. I yep. couldn't agree more. It, that, that segues well into what you're about to say. Right. Obedience. So uh, are there any things that we need to do today or this week based on what God's revealing to us? Anything we need to change? You know, it, when you were talking, Lucas, I was listening, but what you said, what you said about the root uh, jumped out at me because, you know, in terms of obedience, I was thinking, what can I do, Lord? And, and not to, not that I can earn it, but God, what are the steps? What things do I need to have in place? And John 15 is uh, where Jesus says, I'm the vine and my father is the husbandsman. Husbandsman. What translation? King James, come on. <laughs> eh. Basically means farmer. Well, and I think it says vine dresser in another one. Vine <laughs> dresser. Uh, but it says this, uh, in verse four, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. And, and I, when I think of the word abide, it reminds me of the word abode, but to abide right. is like to live in, to make, you know, if, to use it like this, to make Christ your home. But he says that he is the vine and we're the branches. So to continue off on this, you know, the tree and the root, if Jesus isn't the root for you, then, you know, the fruit that you bear will not be good. And, and, and the crazy thing is, if Jesus is the, the root, when we start bearing fruit, anything that we shouldn't have, he prunes, mm-hmm. right? So, so that we will grow and, and pruning is a part of it. Anyway, it just, it just reminded me, and so it, it, the theme for our church and something we're, we've been working off of for the whole year is abiding in Christ. We've been going through five different uh, 
sub themes with that. But, um, you know, for me, the obedience part is abiding in Christ. It's, it's daily spending time with him. It's being in the word. It's, it's listening for the Holy Spirit's promptings, you know, when he tells me to do or when he tells me not to do, when he tells me to say something or to shut up and, and, and all of that, it's trying to be sensitive to God moving in my life. Um, and, and for me, that, that is the act of obedience right there. Oh, that's very good. Uh, I think for me, it's just a reminder to, again, keep an eye on, you know, the fruit that I'm producing and which ones are good, which ones are bad. And, you know, get to prune in and, you know, just be spending time when I'm doing my devotions. Like it's, you know, you, the first part is getting, finding a time to do it. And then you, then you start reading it. Then you start, you know, praying, but then the hard one is doing more listening and trying to make it a conversation and, and listening yep. to what God is kind of trying to lay on your heart to say like, Hey, that thing, you know, it's probably time to dump it, you know, that's what, and, and being obedient to that. Um, it's not, you know, God's not a one way, um, situation. So we got to make sure that we're listening. So that's, that for me, I think will be making sure like, what do I need to um, prune? And I've done some pruning over the last couple of years and especially with my family making, not like, not like oh, I got to get rid of a kid, too many kids. Uh, we're going to send that one up for adoption. But I just mean like the whole idea of, okay, listen, this is my life. I get so many hours in the day yeah. and I'm not spending enough of it with my family. And what can I do to maximize that time? Whether it's spending more time or making sure the time I spend with them is of higher quality. Right. And same thing with my wife. And, you know, and so that's something I've been kind of chipping away at. Yeah. Uh, you know, another thing that might be good in the obedience part is having a few people in your life that, yeah. that would actually, when they start to see, you know, having people that you trust that see stuff before maybe others wouldn't or before others would, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so let me just, you know, we've said it before in, in other times, Lucas, but you've got full permission. If you see bad fruit growing to, to let me know mm-hmm. and whether you like it or not, I'm going to take that Liberty with you. So there. <laughs> Very good. I like it. And then, so the last two steps are ones we kind of do uh, privately. It's repentance and prayer. Um, so you guys can do that um, on your own volition. Well, you know, Lucas, I'm, uh, can I stop you for a second? Please do. My, uh, my pastor said something, because uh, we do this more up with our, on our Sunday service, and he said, you know, repentance is the part that, th- that's where the rubber meets the road. It's, we've, we've brought everything to this point of acknowledging what we've done, and repentance is where we, sit, is where we start to, to see transformation. So if you're okay with it, uh, can we go through the repentance part? Sure. Let me toss it back up. Uh, do you want to read it? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, sure. Uh, repentance. Write out any confession that God reveals to you in this passage. Um, if applicable, write out any steps that you're taking to turn away from the sin for the purpose of walking in holiness. Uh, um, I'll, I'll go. So I I am sure, it, you know, it's it, having this conversation has started to make me take a mental inventory of what the input, the output, what's coming in, what's going out. And, mm-hmm. and I would repent of the fact that I have allowed things to come in th- that wouldn't be honoring, you know, it might, it, it may, it may have been, you know, a satirical TV show or something to that effect. Right. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and, and something that you said is we need to take more time to listen and then obey when he tells you to, you know, Hey, cut this out. So I would repent that there have been times where, I needed to cut stuff and, and I just decided, no, I think I'll just abide in myself. Thanks. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, and that's made my heart hardened. That's made my heart hard. Um, mm-hmm. and I've had different periods of my journey where that has happened. And, and I get to this place and I'm like, Lord, uh, we need to get to the root of whatever this is. And uh, so, you know, I would repent of that and, and, um, would confess that as, as sin mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. Oh, very, very good. Um, and then the final step is, is prayer. If you guys have any prayers, you can obviously say them uh, to yourself and to God, or if you want, if you have things you want to share with us, you're more than willing to, to do so. And then, uh, finally, uh, now that we finished up the smorp, unless Brad, you had anything else to add? Kristen Smith is now following us. Thank you, Kristen, for the follow, which has popped up on the screen. Oh, nice. This is the worst segment 
to segue into because of how abrupt and probably loud the stinger is. <laughs> are, prepare your ears. Are you re- prepare thy prepare thy ears, gird thy loins. Here comes the tiebreaker. Holy smokes! <laughs> All right, so Charles writes in. Charles in charge here. Charles, and Charles in says. Charge. My wife, Julie, does not say please when ordering coffee. When greeted by the barista, rather than saying, hello, I would like an iced latte, please, she will politely say, I will have an iced latte. She argues that baristas are often short on time and appreciate the efficiency. She believes in a sincere thank you and paying and grabbing the drinks is all that's needed. I argue that the niceties like hello and please are all that our shattered society has left to stand between us and Mad Max style anarchy. She's a former barista herself, so she's probably correct, but I am still checking in. I'm sorry. I'm still seeking an order for her uh, to use hello and please when ordering her coffee. Okay. What do you think? Well, I just need a little help. We only got a minute to do this. What is Mad Max? Is that is that like a post-apocalyptic world in which Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cars that You've never seen a Mad Max? Never seen a Mad Max. Okay. Uh there's a bunch of them from the 80s with Mel Gibson and, and some newer ones with Oh, that's uh, that says enough. We do, we don't need that. The last thing we need is the world turning into that. Uh so my opinion to, solely based on what you just said and the fear of turning into a uh what was that actor's name again? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. A, a Mel Wasteland. Gibson anything. Uh, would be uh, please yeah please you yeah I mean I, I I no I don't I don't get it I don't get it I was raised to say please and thank you and yeah. and to be polite um, so to me this is it takes all of two se- it doesn't even take two seconds Lucas time me ready please whoa it oh. happened before oh. milliseconds so and and is the other thing is. Is it really the please and thank yous that are going to like if if we just stopped as a society saying those things, is the world going to flip into some kind of Mel Gibson Mad Max <laughs> movie? That's a whole other conversation. But no, man, I got to say it. You listen, yeah, you worked in the food I, industry. Talk to me about it. Um, well, here's the thing. I'm guessing she's one of those like a type personalities who is more concerned with the because you're either concerned with task or people. Like usually there's, you know, you're looking at personality types, there's task and people, and there's two other ways to split it. But the task people are all about, like you said, getting the task done. Uh, I work with people like that. And I, and before I did like learned about these things, I would sometimes think they were a little bit rude because they're so kind of cold, but no, it's the fact that when they're working on something, they think it's very important to get that job done. And if you could come in and talk to them like, Oh, hello. Yep. Doing well. Thank you. Have a good day. And like they won't look at you, right? It's not all of them, but some of them won't. And it's because but once they figure it, it's because they're focusing on their task and they think that's very important and they want to do their job well. Um, whereas they see all this like, please and thank you as kind of just like extra frou-frou stuff. But I've got to agree with Charles. It, it doesn't take any extra time. Um, some people, like, you know, probably half the people that she talks to won't care whatsoever. Please or thank you. They don't care. They just want to do their job. Half people will matter. So you say it to everyone and then you're going to please half the people and everyone else will be indifferent. I don't think anyone's going to be actively like, I can't believe you took that millisecond from me. And it's not like they're not already making the coffee out back there while, you know, you're, you're doing your pleas, you're minding your P's and Q's. Yeah. Um, having said that, if there was ever a time in human history where someone would be offended by the nicety of please, we're living it right now. Yeah. It, it will oh, be, yeah. it will be on the news tomorrow. How dare you? How, how cancel. dare, how, yeah. Cancel, cancel culture. Awesome. How, <laughs> how dare you force your nicety on me? I didn't ask for that. This was a transactional you relationship. I'm so weak that I cannot yeah. uh, make my own thing without I, your pleases yeah. and thank yous. I'm, I'm so, uh, 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 what's, what's the word? I'm just not sure. My, not, not sure myself, but, um, triggered. I don't know. We just need to leave it. <laughs> just say please and say thank you and say yeah. hello when ordering. Co- I mean, it's come on. The only people who are going to get offended by please and thank you, and they would be a minuscule number of people, are kind of the people that you don't have to worry about what they think anyway. Do you think she tips? Bringing it back. That's a great question. Well, you know that you know that is a good way to say thank you is with a good hearty tip. Yeah, the, some would say the word thank you is also great too. Anyway, yeah, there you go. Well, uh, so we say that she should say it, eh? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely, I'm with you. All right, Charles, you win. You're in charge.
You're in charge, Charles. Lucas, get us out of here. And and Julie, please and thank you. Uh, all right. You can follow our podcast on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at Oxford Holy Club. Throw up the hashtag OH Club. And we would love to get a five-star rating on iTunes. Um, and if you do, we'll even read it on the air. Not only that, but you can send in any questions that you have to OxfordHolyClub.com. Uh, if you have a tiebreaker or just a comment or a concern or anything like that, we'll send your concerns to LucasCandy at gmail.com. And, uh, and you can... Oh, someone was trying to... Uh, no, Bracton. Yeah, we're going to... Listen, we need to do a, uh, a overhaul of our merchandise because the shirts currently are too expensive uh, because the service is in the States and uh, it's all in the U.S. dollars. Lucas has a suggestion and he has a potential um, thing. Go on. Uh, well, I was going to say, uh, we, we I actually, we, Brad and I were both thinking about it at the same time. We both started merch things, stores. So maybe we can tie the Canadian one in at some point. But also, speaking of money, guys, we don't pay to advertise. Uh, so any growth we have comes from you. And it means a lot to us, that digital hug, Brad's so after you guys. Um, sharing with us with others. And until next time, folks, keep spiritually fit and, and have, have fun. fun.